Today's episode of One Shining Podcast is brought to you, as always, by TheRinger.com.com, where uh, Kevin O'Connor, Tate, wrote about Dennis Schroeder going to Oklahoma City. Did you see this? Did you hear about this? Yes, Carmelo all Anthony that. traded to the Hawks for five seconds, and then the Hawks waved him, and then Carmelo was like, I want to play for the Rockets. And the Rockets were like, are we sure we want you to play for him? Because... Everything I saw, like all the nerds, all the stat nerds out there, crunched the numbers and said the Rockets actually got worse by signing Carmelo. Yeah. <laughs> Turn, um, turns out Carmelo Anthony might be worse than uh, Trevor Ariza, according to the uh, to the analytics. Hmm. Hmm. Who knew? Uh, so KOC wrote nothing about that. He wrote about Dennis Schroeder and the Thunder and how uh, is Dennis Schroeder good? By the way, because I he always intri- he he was like one of those guys that I've seen play like 10 times in his life. And every time I see him, I think he's pretty good. He obviously never played in college. So like, I didn't really follow his career that closely. And then he hasn't been super relevant in the league. And every time I watch him, I'm like, that guy seems pretty good, but no one seemed really that excited about him going to Oklahoma city. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of Rodney Stuckey. Remember Stuckey was behind Billups. And then once Billups left and then it was like Stuckey's team. And then it was never quite his team really. And then he kind of moved and floated around, even though every time I saw him play, I was like, yeah, Stuckey's a pretty good point guard. I feel like that's the same way with Schroeder. You know, Teague left. It was supposed to be his team. Didn't quite work out that way, and now he's, you know, floating around the league. So uh, it'll be interesting. I like Schroeder. I think he's got a big personality. I know he's got a lot of Lambos. Uh, He'll probably miss his his time in Atlanta when he's in OKC, and he's the only man in the Lambo. So that'll be his life now. Awesome. That's uh, that's Kevin O'Connor. You can check that out on TheRinger.com. Also, uh, Against All Odds, the the podcast that Tate Frazier produces – you guys just went to Dallas for the fantasy football thing that was going on. Um, did you talk to the people about TCU-SMU rivalry? No, not did yet. You, did you we, get a sense of that? Okay. I, I did see the starts of a great rivalry, though, because we were in Fort Worth, Texas. I don't know if people know about this. Dallas-Fort Worth. You know, there's a little bit of rivalry there. Fort Worth has its own little city, and uh, all the Fort Worth people that were there were talking junk about Dallas, and I could see the roots of a great rivalry. So, Dude. Uh, SMU... TCU, it's happening. Nothing is nothing is funnier to me than like regions of the country like that that uh, fight over how they're actually different. Yes, um, like 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 Anaheim and L.A. and people from Anaheim are like, we're not from L.A., we're from Anaheim, mm-hmm. and everyone else is like, cool. Even for God's sakes, like people from San Diego might as well be from L.A. Like that's how the rest of the country. We're just like Southern California. You're all one thing. Who cares? Like the only people that are excited to be lumped in are Akron and Cleveland because. <laughs> then Akron, because of the whole LeBron thing, they're like, LeBron's from Cleveland. And everyone's like, yeah, cool. That sounds good. Except or, people from Akron. Or, or like New, J- New Jersey, New York. That's a, that's a big one. If you're in New Jersey, you can try to claim New yeah. York if you need to. So, uh, yeah, we're, yeah, we're in that space. Anyway, a lot of great stuff on TheRinger.com. We talk about sports on that website. We talk about pop culture on that website, television, film, where things are going. Check it all out. Uh, you, can, you can type TheRinger.com into your URL into your URL. That was that was not easy to say. Uh Tate and I are going we've we've missed a lot. The last two shows we've done, we've had guests. We went to Summer League, interviewed Duncan Robinson. Last week we we sat down with Greg Oden. Um so we're gonna try to cover everything that we've missed in the last three weeks or so, Tate. And also let you know what we've been up to, which is uh going through the Midwest, traveling oh, through Oh we've been up to a lot. Up to a lot through the beautiful state of Indiana. I put up I I put out a little teaser picture uh uh of my visit to Chicago State. We'll get into all of that. But first, Woody Durham. He takes the timeout. Technical foul. Technical foul. Technical foul. All right. It is Tuesday. It is about 12 o'clock here on the... Should I say it, Tate? Yes. Should I say it? Yes. Should I upset the people? Mm-hmm. The beautiful East Coast city of Columbus, Ohio. Yes. You, you put a tweet out there. When we did the Greg show, you, you tweeted from, live from the beautiful city, the East Coast city. People got upset. It was pretty funny. Um, you are not here anymore, Tate. You're back in Los Angeles. Uh, you came last week. We we conquered the Midwest. We did a whole lot of stuff together. What What is your take on the Midwest now that you experienced <laughs> it? You said... As far as I know, you said that you had been to Chicago one time in your life, and that was like the extent of your Midwest. Yes, trip? yes. Or, I, or did you go to? You went to Chicago and then to South Bend for a Notre Dame game or something. And like, yeah, that was your twenty fourteen. What the Midwest was? That was the Midwest. We gave me. you the authentic experience. We gave you. You came to Columbus. We drove to Indianapolis. We stayed at my parents' house in Indianapolis. Then we drove up to Chicago for some Cubs games. A handful of other stuff we'll get into in a second. Um, 
Give me, give me your report on the Midwest. I just want to talk about the first, right when I landed, I, I landed in Colum- the great, the great city of Columbus, Ohio. Uh, I get off the plane. I'm calling you. I'm like, you know, here's where I am, you know, specifically where I am in the airport. I'm here. I'm like T5. Yeah. I'm walking out. You're like, Tate, just walk outside. Uh, I, I'll be right there. There's, there's, yeah, about, so funny. there's about 10 cars outside. You'll see me. Uh, I, I saw this beautiful sign, uh, Colum. U.S. I had no idea that the U.S. and Columbus uh, stood for the United States. That's when I knew I was. No, in. hold on. It's not. It's us. <laughs> it's, it's us. It's us. It's, it's Col- Columbus. Like, it's I thought it was for Columbus. Yeah, Columbus. U.S. Like I thought it was to represent the great uh, nation that we live <laughs> in. Uh, you know. So I walk off the plane, get in the car with you. We drive out to uh, to Raising Canes. I thought that was a staple of Columbus, Ohio. Apparently, <laughs> apparently those are everywhere. Uh, but I was excited about that. Um, and then, you know, it, it, it honestly just reminded me, you know, Ohio itself reminded me of North Carolina. It was very green, uh, a very, mm. very beautiful landscape, very wide open space um, where you can drive around. Where if, if something is 15 miles away, that means it's 15 minutes away. Uh, that is not what you get in yeah. Los Angeles. If it's 15 miles away, then you might as well, uh, you know, get, get a hotel room because you got a long way to go. Um, but yeah, yeah, it was a great start to the trip. Get to Columbus, Ohio. Get to hang out with you. Get to hang out with Moses, your great dog. And then, of course, uh, to yeah, do you a podcast. Yeah, the star of the show. Yeah, yeah. Got, got to do a podcast with Greg Oden after that. So uh, the, the start in Columbus was pretty beautiful. I will say that. I'll give you that. Yeah, it was fun. It was funny. I was we were trying to figure out where to eat, and I wanted to take you to a few local spots. And then uh, you you settled on Chick Fil A. But then I have a I have a Cane's <laughs> closer to my house, and so I was like, "You ever been to Cane's?" And you're, you're like, "No." And then we go to Cane's, and your whole you, every time, every everything you said in Canes was like you, you said you guys. It was so funny because you're like, do you guys have do you guys have honey mustard here? You're you're asking me, do you guys? I was like, Tate, this isn't my store. Not only is it not my store, like this isn't even an Ohio thing. I'm pretty sure it started in Louisiana. <laughs> um, yeah, but it, it was a good time. Yeah, we had we had fun. We interviewed Greg, uh, and then we drove to Indy. Like I said, we stopped in Purdue on the way. Um, Tate was ready to commit to Purdue. We have some friends in the Purdue basketball program. Uh, it pains me to say it every time I say it. We got a tour of Mackey, though, Tate. That's what I really... We're kind of burying the lead here. Um, I have said over and over on this podcast, uh, those of you who know me know I grew up an Indiana basketball fan, IU. Um, but I, I, I am smart enough to realize that Mackey Arena is like the best... I don't, I, I don't know how to qualify it. The best, It's not the best arena in college basketball. It's not my favorite arena. It's like the best to go to a game to. If that makes sense, it's all about Everything atmosphere. About the experience. Number number one in atmosphere, the atmosphere, yeah, the ease of like getting in and out, and you can be sitting anywhere in that arena, and if you got to take a piss during a timeout, you can go piss and get back to your seat before the, the the game resumes. Like all that little stuff adds up, and and I love Mackey Arena, so I was excited to show it off to Tate. What were your thoughts on Mackey Tate? Well, it had nothing to do with the atmosphere, is why you wanted to show me the arena. All you wanted to show me was the bathrooms, and we were so overwhelmed. <laughs> By the hospitality that we received in West Lafayette, that we forgot to even go to the bathrooms, so, so we never saw the bathrooms. I I cannot uh, I cannot make a statement about what the, what, what the bathrooms actually mean to the people in Mackey, but just the arena itself. I mean, it's so compact. They have the, the you know the bench seats, uh, which kind of feels you know sort of old school. I mean, we you kind of buried the lead with Indiana. I mean, as we were driving into Indiana, you know, Mark Titus has given me the full on you know here we are right here. You know, this is where the the, the biggest high school stadium is in Indiana as we drive through. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went to Brownsburg, Indiana, the, the home of the great Mark Titus uh, in all of his high school mm-hmm. athletic achievements. Uh, got to see your high school, got to see your house. And I have to say this for the people. Mark Titus, uh, your house, your high school house, is, I think is the dream of every basketball player in the entire country. You had three goals yep. in your backyard, uh, gorilla goals, which I told I you, uh, not even, I had no idea you even had a gorilla goal, but as we were driving through the Midwest, I was telling you that my dream as a kid was to have a gorilla basketball goal. Cause that's how, that's how you knew that you were a legit family that had like a, you know, a pretty, pretty high ceiling for what you could do in the basketball world. If you had a gorilla goal, you had three in your backyard, uh, just so the sun was never in your eyes. Uh, your, your, your right. dad and mom told me the great story that, you know, they asked you if you wanted to put a pool in your backyard or if you wanted a basketball goal, you, uh, your sister and your brother decided on the three basketball goals. Um, it, it was, it was just beautiful to see because this man, uh, you are basketball, Mark Titus. And I, I don't even want to talk about, I, am, <laughs> I don't even want to talk about Laura Legend, AKA Laura Titus, uh, the, the Purdue legend herself. Um, but just overall, just going through Indiana and seeing the basketball experience with you, I, I will say, I have to put it out there to the people that, you are no joke, sir. You are you are real basketball, and it's great to I see. I appreciate that. I wanted to beat I wanted to beat you over the head with it. That was my plan. That's why I was taking you everywhere. I I, I wanted to show you like every high school gym in the state and all all of that. Um, but yeah, yeah. 
I'm glad you had fun. It was a great time. It was definitely a good time. I think people have underestimated how much basketball means to Indiana. The only thing I did see in Indiana that I didn't like was we saw like a random playground and there were some kids playing soccer on a basketball court. And yeah, uh, if that, it was 1985, yeah. we would have banished those kids. They would have been sent where to Ohio. My, where, where my country gone is what I wanted to say to those <laughs> kids. Uh, how could you do this? Um, yeah, and then, and then we went up to Chicago, Tate. And I uh, I dropped you off on Sunday. You did not come to Chicago. We, we went to Wrigley. You got the you got the experience, the Cubs game. We did a doubleheader. That was probably a regrettable decision, um, just, just for a lot of different reasons. But uh, I dropped you off on Sunday. And the plan was originally for us to go to Chicago State together. We 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 talked about it more. Uh, we decided I should probably just go by myself because we wanted to take this seriously. We thought uh, you and I had had kind of come together to, to create a plan to ambush the Chicago State mm-hmm. administration, mm-hmm. and it would be the two of us basically rolling in. And, and And if we would have had better foresight, maybe we could have gotten our tuxedos that we wore to the Final Four and put those on. Um, and burst into the administration building and demanded a sit-down interview and all that, uh, we decided that it would be better for me to go at it alone and then I would bring you in later. Like, let me go do the... Let me go talk to them one-on-one. Let them know I'm serious. Yeah, do your recon. Um, yeah. Right. And then when I get hired, then I'll be like, obviously, Tate's coming with. Uh, so so we decided to go at it alone. I drop you off at the airport. I drive down to Chicago State. And... Uh, I, I, I'll say this. Chicago State, we, we have a lot of room for growth. A lot of people would drive through Chicago State and say, yee, ooh, eesh, yikes, yeesh. But me, I see promise. I see, uh, I'm very optimistic about the situation. I saw a, a, a university that is on the come up. Um, if, the, if this is a stock, Tate, you know, I, don't, I don't know if you know much about the stock market, but you want to you buy low yeah. and you want to sell high. Okay. Um, that's my way of saying now is the time to buy Chicago State basketball. Uh, so I get to campus and it's it's not it's not a big campus. That's okay. It's it's cozy. That's the way you describe things that are small. You just say they're cozy and it sounds mm-hmm. nice. Mm-hmm. Um, very cozy campus. Uh, I I pull in the gate. They have like a there's like one loop that goes around the campus. There's like one road that that loops around the campus and. Um, there's there's a guy who who you you basically are supposed to pay like five bucks to park anywhere on the campus. And I pull up, but the gate was open. It was on a Sunday, so I they they let me just come on in. And I'm like, okay, cool. I'll drive around and go yeah. wherever I want. They're like, hey, I'm coach, driving around. The, yeah, coach, come on in. It's oh, it's coach. It's the gate. Uh, I drive in. Um, there's pretty much nobody on campus. There's not really a, a, a soul on the entire <laughs> campus. It's it's a complete ghost town. Granted, it is Sunday afternoon, so uh, I don't know how much that plays into it. But um, the one the one people the the group of people that were on campus was there's a there's there's a police station like pretty much right in the middle of campus as prominently featured there's a big sign that says turn left to go to the police station all this um and so i'm driving around like trying to get into the gym to look at the facilities i'm thinking i'm i'm trying to find the administration building so i can go talk to whoever's there uh i i I had a microphone with me i was going to interview some people and talk about the state of the program all that kind of stuff no one to be found (laughs) except for the police and Mm. i say that to say tate Mm. As I'm pulling, as I'm pulling away to, or I'm setting up the picture. I put this picture on Twitter of me at Chicago State. Get the people riled up, get them in, whip, whip them into a lather, get them excited at the, at the idea of me being on campus. Uh, as I'm taking the picture, I, I pull my car off to the side of the road and stop. Take the picture. I'm looking at it, making sure the light was good. Is that a good picture? I don't know. Should I put a filter on this? I don't know. What, what should I say? Should I mm-hmm. should I have some commentary? Whatever. As I'm thinking all that through, a, uh, an unmarked black SUV police car pulls up behind me, and I this is the first sign of life I've seen anywhere on campus. All I had seen like a bunch of cars in like the police parking lot, but I had not seen like an actual human being on campus. And this black car pulls up beside me, and I'm like, I, I guess that's my cue to leave. And so I start slowly leaving. I I make a turn to kind of get to to see if he's following me. He is. He is. Yes, he is. <laughs> He's definitely following me. Um, so I'm, I make another turn, uh, and he, he's still following me. And I'm, I'm at this point, I'm shitting my pants because, <laughs> as I said, uh, this is not the greatest. This is not a neighborhood that I would say that I have experienced living in. We'll put it that way. That this university is in. So uh, I'm a little bit out of my element, but that's okay. I'm fine with it. Um, so I'm driving around, and the, the police are following me. I get off as soon as I get off campus. They basically stop tailing me, and uh, that's my story. That's pretty much it. I, I did not get out of my car because I was so terrified. I felt like the police basically ran me off. They never stopped me. 
Um, but yeah, I, I, I like to think it was this, Tate. I like to think this was not the Chicago State Police. I like to think it was the FBI. They saw me tweet the picture. They said, we are, are locking down the corruption in college basketball. <laughs> yeah. And we are going to snuff are you this Christian out before Dawkins? we even get started. <laughs> Is that you? Yeah, I, th- I like to think that's what happened. Because certainly... I had a plan, like, as I'm, as I'm, uh, you know, like in my head, I'm thinking, am I about to get like, I, I knew I wasn't going to get arrested, but wouldn't that have been funny if, uh, like I, I inadvertently trespassed. Cause I was like, I was driving my car, like just wherever I kind of wanted to go. And I guess that's probably why the police <laughs> sort of got suspicious and started following me. Um, I, I thought you were going to, I, I thought you were going to say that you knew of it right now. It's officially a blue blood. Chicago state can be a blue blood with, with all those police around. I mean, that that's, that's the only thing. Oh yeah, offer. absolutely. Or maybe it was a police escort. Thinking, maybe they were trying to get you off campus safely. That could have been the case. You never know. That's, there are a lot of different ways to interpret this. I was thinking like, you, you know, the video, the, the old video, the guy yelling, am I being detained? Um, yes. As, as he's getting arrested. I, I just picture myself like getting the cuffs thrown on me as I'm yelling, like, can I still coach this team though? <laughs> I, and, but, so, so do we have an answer on whether you've hired a coach yet? Uh, because I would love to coach this team. <laughs> Excuse me, officer. Was, officer, is there a coach? Okay. Where's Zorich? Officer, uh, officer, I did trespass. I will admit that. However, can I be the coach still? <laughs> you can do both. Uh, we, we, we so should. It's not that. It's not that interesting of a story. It's just basically like. You know, I think if you're listening to this, you're like, that's that's kind of a disappointment. I wanted a juicier story, but I'll say this, like being a part of the community, getting in there, sinking my teeth in there. It was it was not what I expected it to be at all. But but Tate, let me finish. Mm-hmm. However, um, there there is a sense of optimism. I look at that and I'm like, I, I understand the people of Chicago State better now. The people that I didn't meet, the people that were not on campus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I understand the vibe of Chicago State. I understand the community better, um, and I'm and I'm ready to go. So my offer still stands. I'm not, I'm not shying away from the opportunity anymore. Um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm ready to get started. It just was not the the experience that people have at Chicago State was very different than my experience at Ohio State. I'll say that. Yeah, it's very different. But we can we can work with that. We can we can start there and we can build. And you put in the legwork. And we should say, I mean, the real reason behind this whole this whole debauchery and and how it all played out was. Basically, we wanted to go to Chicago State. We wanted to get Chicago State merchandise. We wanted to get a hat. We wanted to get some shirts. Turns out Chicago State has no merchandise. And that's where that's where yeah. it starts. You know, it, they have one bookstore on campus that has, we guess, we believe merchandise, probably just pencils and notebooks, but we hope they have a few polos in there. That's where we wanted to go. That was closed so, on the weekend. So that really that really hindered our whole process of being able to to boast about how much we love the Cougars and, and go around town in Chicago and and talk about Chicago State. You did have people come up to you in Chicago though and, and say they wanted you to get to get the job. So I mean people did, yeah, people the, in the city knew what was going on, even though they didn't want to drive an hour south to Chicago State. People in the city knew. Yeah. I'm not quite sure they were Chicago State fans, but that's okay. No, they're they Chicago the city, city fans. Were, Chicago State fans are down south. Chicago City fans. Yeah, uh, look, to peel back the curtain a little bit and and show the people what our plan was, uh, we were going to go, as you said, buy the polos. And my plan was I was going to like tweet something or put it out there and say, students of Chicago State, meet me at this restaurant. I'm buying everyone lunch. And we were going to get the photo op. We were going to go around campus. We were going to kiss babies. We were going to shake hands squatters rights almost like I was going to sit there I was going to like rile up the community get their support and then just sit on campus and like say you have to hire us there's I'm not leaving until you hire us and then I basically pussied out because the first sign of trouble (laughs) as soon as a cop car pulled up I was like whoa 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 I'm sorry 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 I'm leaving I'm leaving sorry that's pretty much it but then as you said there was like there was there was no places of merchandise which Again, a lot of people would see that and be like, "This is this is not a good situation. I don't want to coach here." I see that and I say, "This is room for growth." That's my that's one of the first things I'm going to do. We're going to start getting that merch out because we have a we have a track record here on One Shining Podcast of getting merch out in a yes. timely fashion. Yes, right um, when you ask for it, we put it out there. We put it out there, so we're going to get the Chicago State merch out. We're going to get uh you know some some restaurants around campus. That would be a great start as well. Um, I think there is. I think the, the only place I saw was there's a Popeye's chicken like right across the street, mm. and uh, that was pretty much it. So we need to get some some bars, some sports bars, some some Cougars bars, some raisin canes. Dude, imagine like a imagine a bar called like the Cougar Bar, and and you're getting all the Chicago State fans because they want to support the Cougars, but then you're also getting like the tourists that are like, oh, Cougar Bar, I like the sound of that. Let me check that one out, and they want to go there too. That's a success. I I don't know. So anyway, 
not exactly the trip that I had planned, Tate, but we we did a lot of recon. I got a lot of information, and I'm ready to go. So yeah, and speaking we'll of recon, we we'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see. And speaking of recon, we did some recon uh, on the campus of Chris Collins. We we stayed up in Evanston, uh, just north of uh, where, where we were going to Wrigley every single day. So we were just north uh, driving down every single day uh, to Wrigley. But we were in Evanston. We we wanted to see where Chris Collins, uh, you know, kind of kind of lives his life and what he does around there. Um, and we, we figured out, I mean, he's never going to leave. Uh, we went to a place and, and it was a deli kind of bar joint uh, to watch the golf on Sunday. They have a sandwich, the Chris Collins sandwich uh, on rye, of mm-hmm. course, uh, with sauerkraut on it. You know, all, all the things you'd suspect from a Chris Collins sandwich. Um, and we, we just drove around campus and it, it's such a beautiful, nice uh, you know, just old school campus. We both talked about how we, at one point in our lives, thought we wanted to go to Northwestern. Uh, luckily, we we decided to play sports instead. Um, but but we cut drove- that part, Kyle. <laughs> Kyle, cut that part about saying I want to go Northwestern. Cut that, please. Thanks. Cut that. Cut that. Uh, <laughs> but we drove around it, and I mean, it was it was crazy that we couldn't even get to the basketball arena right now because they're they're doing all these renovations yeah. for Chris Collins. People on campus think that they made right. the tournament last year. Uh, it, it's just this whole weird world where at Northwestern, Chris Collins is king. He will never leave, and that's why we have to take him off the Duke last list. Sh- I think I think it's done. I think he's never going to leave Chicago. Oh, I dude, I told you this like. A couple of years after they made the tournament, I, I, the, the dude throws out a first pitch at Wrigley every year. Yeah. More than once, probably. He's probably like five times a year he's throwing out first pitches at Wrigley. As you said, I don't think Northwestern fans realized they missed the tournament last no, year. No. I think they 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 just kind of like, because they didn't play on campus last year. They played at the Paul's old place. Um, And, and it's like the people that are around, th- that little bubble of Evanston, we're like, oh, I guess the basketball team's just not playing this year. That's okay. Well, I'm sure they would have been good anyway. We went to the tournament a couple years ago. That was fun. And it's all just kind of like mashed together. And if you ask them, they 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 probably think they went to the tournament last year. The dude is he's got job security. He it's it's a perfect place for him. I don't think he's leaving. I'm, I agree with you. Yeah, Take and it's it's place. right on the lake. These beautiful houses. Uh, I mean, just just some of the structures on campus. There's no way he's so leaving. So where where I mean, come on. Where are you? You went. You went to three Big Ten schools. We we did the tour of Ohio State. Uh, that was a guided tour. Basically, someone in the program gave us the guide, uh, or gave us the tour. We obviously. Uh, we went to Purdue. We had we had people on the inside that gave us the tour. We got to see all their facilities. Northwestern didn't really have a tour, uh, but we we walked around and and did it on our own. So you saw the three those three Big Ten schools. You've not seen all of them. But you've seen those three. Which of those three are you ready to commit to, Tate? We did our walking tour, uh, which was nice for Northwestern. But Ohio State, they got new basketball offices that are being built. And the current basketball offices, which we saw, uh, as you try to picture this, you know, you see all it's like Greg Oden, Mike Conley on Sporting News, you know, Evan Turner on the cover of ESPN. And then right in the corner, Club Trillion. Uh, uh, the blogger that changed the world in Columbus. Hell yeah, uh, dude! W- with your own thing there, and, and they said that they may they may keep it when they go to the new offices. It hasn't been determined yet, but I, <laughs> I was very excited to see that. So that that really swung me well, towards Ohio State a little bit. But then the thing that okay. de- the thing that deterred me from Ohio State is we go down to the locker room, this nice area, all these you know beautiful cold tubs. The Evan Turner and, hallway. Yeah, the Evan Turner hallway. Uh, and, you know, yeah. right next to the Mike Conley Jr. Uh, weight room. Uh, and, you know, you were asking what you could get named after. You asked for outlets. You asked for uh, plastic cups uh, to get named after Mark I Titus. I honestly want a shitter named after me. I think the best, the best <laughs> the bidet. thing would be if I... The Titus if I, bidet. Yeah, if I, yeah, if I bidet. If I donated like a grand to the basketball program and they, they, they put a slap the label on the Mark Titus bidet and, and there's like one bidet in the entire locker room. And every time guys got a shit, they just sit on my bidet that I bought for the program. Yeah, it's right after like so. So when they do the tour uh, at Ohio State, they have the LeBron James locker, which I I didn't know this. So they have a LeBron James locker that they open up as twenty three Akron, Ohio, uh, and you sit in the locker. I guess you take like a recruiting photo, so we can do that, and then we'll send them right there to the bathroom. And then there's the tightest bidet. You sit down on the bidet, clean yourself out, and then you're all good and ready to go. Then you can commit to Ohio State, and uh, that would make the most sense. I honestly think Purdue for me was the school mm, that changed mm. everything. And we learned the secret mm. to Purdue. If you drive in from one side, you drive in straight cornfields all the way, and then all of a sudden you're in West Lafayette. But if you drive in from the other way that we came in, you know, you kind of trick yourself into thinking that, you know, there's there's a there's a vibrant city uh, that, that you're yeah. pulling up on and you just want to go to West Lafayette because there's so much going on. There's tons of construction. There's this huge new football facility that they built, uh, which made us both believe in Purdue football. Uh, if you have any sleeper picks, 
for the next <laughs> two or three years. Purdue football. I don't know. They, they spent millions and millions of dollars. Bit. Who knows where they got these millions and millions of dollars? They were, they've been hiring people from Urban Meyer staff to yeah. come there. Uh, that's the suspicious part. That's that's the that's part the that you want to hear. Part is like Purdue. Yeah, they're we're, back. we're asking the Purdue like the so the hardest part of the Purdue tour is a, a handful of things. Number one was. Uh, they have the banner hanging in Mac Arena that says 1932 National Champions. Yeah, it's just like, it's it it, it 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 took everything in my power to bite my tongue and not call them out on how bullshit it is that you hang a 1932 National Championship banner. So as someone who hangs a 1924 go, banner, I think it's fine. Yeah, they won it all. Yeah, well, in Carolina's defense, you actually have like one others. So then, <laughs> I I still think it's bullshit. Carolina does it. I think it's bullshit. Kansas does it. Um. I th- any any team that claims a national championship before the NCAA tournament, it's bullshit. But be that as it may, uh, it, it took everything in my power to not to not bring that up. Uh, growing up as an IU fan, knowing that that was the one that's the one national championship they claim. The other part that I had to bite my tongue was them talking about like all the money that they've raised and like it's like yeah, we just we did a fundraiser just out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, and, like it's Purdue it was Day. crazy. We just. We, we had Purdue Day. We we're just like, hey, Purdue people, donate money. And That's, then it, this is, I asked, they how donated they, a ton of money. It was wild. I don't know how it happened. And how do you even, get this facility? Like oh, we just had Purdue Day. People just donated what they had, just a couple bucks here and there. And now we have this $100 million facility. <laughs> right. <laughs> people are just confused. Yeah. People are turning over couch cushions and they, they donated money, I guess. I don't really know. It, it, yeah. The people in the program are confused. And you and I are looking at each other like, <laughs> I don't know about that. Something's going on here. <laughs> yeah, Kawan Short, well, might, okay. he yeah. might have donated some money, but that 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 would be a more reasonable answer. Uh, yeah, that was that was probably the most shocking part to see Purdue have this amazing football facility. Uh, and then when we went to the basketball facility, we're just hanging out, talking around, and we see uh, you know a, a friend of the program, a star of the program, once upon a time, the bionic bionic arm, uh, Isaac Haas, working out. He had he had the exact same outfit on. We had just seen Isaac Haas in Vegas, what two weeks ago, uh, and he had a Utah Jazz, yeah. Utah Jazz shooting shirt on. Was walking around. We see him, folks. He walks through a door. No one even knew he was there that we were with. They were all shocked as we were. He walks in. He has the exact same outfit on that he had in Vegas, uh, and that was that, that was the best thing I could have seen on campus. Isaac Haas still wearing the same outfit from two weeks ago, still wandering around. You know, people <laughs> people busting his balls for wearing a Utah Jet. You know, someone Hold asked up. him, "Haas, are you on the Jazz now?" Uh, are, it, it was are you just insinuating great. that he's? It, it was just great. Are you insinuating that he's been wearing the same outfit for two yes. weeks straight? And I'm not even insinuating. Okay. I'm saying it's 100 percent true You're that he that's was. That's exactly what happened. And then when they asked him about it, he said it was dirty. I heard him say that. They're like, "Haas, where have you been?" He's like, "I got a dirty shirt on." He's had it on for two weeks, wandering around. As I said, as I said, I had to bite my tongue a lot on this Purdue trip. Um, it was great. So Tate. Tate experienced the Midwest. You understand the basketball is king now, and the the the, the Midwest is the true home of, of basketball. Um, and yeah, you got to soak it all in. That was awesome. Uh, can fun I, trip. Can I put out my uh, last point that uh, Greg Oden is the yeah. Tiger Woods of golf? Oh, that's right. Yeah, we golf with Greg, and you. Yeah, yeah. What were your thoughts on that? We you, us three went golfing. Which I, I, since you've been gassing me up, I'll say this: you're a pretty good golfer, Tate. You're you're pretty good at a lot of things, and people don't think that. They think you're just a poster delivery boy. That's a big time nerd, and yes, and that's that's definitely true. But you also can play golf a little bit. I've I've embraced that at this point. Uh, I don't even try to argue my athleticism, especially with uh, podcast listeners who are so athletic. Uh, Greg Oden goes out to the golf course. He's probably the largest human that has ever swung a golf club. I was just I I could not believe just watching his grip, uh, like how big his hands are. Honestly. And then when you see him swing a golf club, I mean, it's like Retief Goosen in 1999. I mean, it's just pure. I mean, it's straight down the fairway every single time. I just wish the man would just buy into himself and just bring, you know, let the golf world in. Let him see this, well, who he is as a person, who he is as a player, the mental, uh, you know, finesse that he has for the game of golf. Um, I, I'm just sad it that no weird. one else saw this, but seeing it in person, it was amazing. It, it was a great time. I should do I should do a story on that. I mean, I feel like I, I do a story on Greg like every six months, so I'm kind of averse to the idea. But yeah, I should do a story on how he's actually great at golf. And I want to I want to build out the way. folklore of Greg Oden. You know what I mean? Like in the same way that Andre yeah. Giant is. You know, just bring it out. Like everyone's like, yeah, he was the best golfer I've ever seen. You know, he was the best shot put tosser I've ever seen. Everything that Greg has done, he's been the best at. So uh, golf <laughs> is no exception to the rule. Um. We are going to take a break. We're going to come back. There's there's a grab bag of college basketball stuff going on that we've missed in the last three weeks. Not a ton going on. It's July. It's the recruiting period. Coaches are out on the recruiting trail. Yes. Um, 
that's 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 pretty much all that's going on in in the college basketball world. But uh, there is there is a handful of things that we want to talk about, so we will get to all of that after this break. Quick break to get a word from our sponsor, Proper Cloth. Finding a dress shirt that fits is nearly impossible. Something is always off, be it the collar or the sleeves. Thankfully, ordering a custom fit shirt has never been easier with Proper Cloth. At propercloth.com, you can easily create a custom shirt size in seconds by answering 10 simple questions. Choose from over 20 collar styles, 10 cuff styles, and 500 fabric styles, from classic to business to casual, to completely customize your shirt and get the style that you want. Each one of their shirts goes through extensive quality control testing, so you're getting the absolute best quality and craftsmanship. This is the future of shirts, folks. These shirts are made completely custom for you, and they're starting at just $80. Stop wearing shirts that don't fit. Start looking your best with a custom-fitted shirt. Go to propercloth.com shining today. Enter gift code SHINING to save $20 off on your first shirt. Tate, I want to talk to you about Steph Curry, your guy. You are the Steph Curry whisperer. You're your good friend. He once retweeted you. People forget. Yeah. He has a master class, Tate. It is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to learn from one of the greatest shooters in NBA history. In over four hours of movie-quality video lessons, Steph Curry, the Steph Curry, will teach you perfect shooting mechanics, footwork, and scoring techniques. He will break down specific drills that will make you a better ball handler and analyze NBA game footage to improve your basketball IQ. In addition to Steph Curry's class, you can choose from classes taught by over 35 other masters, including Gordon Ramsay. We ate at his uh, we ate at his restaurant. Vegas. Yes, we did. Pretty good food. Uh, Malcolm Gladwell. You ever heard of him? Yeah. And Ron Howard. New classes are always being added across a wide range of fields taught by the best in the world. Whether you are pursuing your passion or developing your career, you'll find a masterclass for you. Masterclass has been featured by the New York Times, Vanity Fair, and ESPN, and now One Shining Podcast. Uh, they Masterclass was nice enough Tate, to allow us to do Masterclass, to, to go through a Masterclass. I have not started mine yet. Um, I think I'm doing like space exploration or something with an astronaut. I'm very excited about that. You know what I'm going to learn, Tate, is like, you know when uh, something happens online and then some teen, whatever the new trend is with the teens, they do something and then people are like, I don't want to live on this planet anymore. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm going to say. That, that That's uh, me. I'm going to be like, uh, I don't want to live on this planet anymore. And thankfully, to Masterclass, I know how to explore space. So I'm going to now leave this planet and never return. Yes. Um, that's my that's my plan. We'll see. I'm ready. I'm excited for the class. It'll be fun. For a limited time, our listeners here at One Shining Podcast, our friends of the program, get a free seven-day trial at masterclass.com slash shining. It is free. Learn from the best in the world at masterclass.com slash shining. Masterclass.com slash shining. All right, Tate, we have not done like a, a traditional podcast in the sense of you and I just chopping it up on the headlines like we usually do. Uh, what has it been, like four weeks now? Yeah, we had something the, like that. We had the July 4th holiday. Then we went to Summer League. Then we had Greg on. Um, so in that time, the NBA has died. That That's something that happened. I mean, this is kind of old news at this point uh, where DeMarcus Cousins signed with the Warriors and everyone was like, well, cancel the season. Um, but this is exciting for you and I, that college basketball, uh, people that want to like the NBA but now realize that the NBA is just kind of a bullshit league in crisis right now, <laughs> um, they're going to – they're going to come to us. They're going to be like, hey, Titus and Tate, teach me all I need to know about college basketball. We hope. So this is exciting. Or they're going to go to the TBT tournament or they're going to go to uh, the big three. So those are our those are our main competitors <laughs> yeah. right now. That's, we, we hope that's we can beat them happen. out. Yeah, the NBA, uh, the NBA has has officially died. Uh, that's that's very exciting. But yeah, we haven't we haven't. I, I, are you out on the NBA now? No. Of course not. I mean, I'm, I'm not even... Who were we talking to? We were listening to someone the other day. Uh, I think it was actually Jay Williams. Jay Williams on uh, Bill's Pod where, you know, he asked him about his interest in the NBA or whatever. And he was like, I'm just a fan of of basketball in general. I, I think the NBA mm-hmm. used to be included in that conversation, but now we got to take them out and just cut them out of that conversation. You know what I mean? Like that. that's Ooh. the only thing that's changed. It's, it's more of a, a show than it is, you know, for the game of basketball at this point, which is... Obviously good for marketing. Obviously good for you know the the, ca- the casual fan. But uh, I, I don't think it necessarily uh, is one of those things where you're this great basketball player. You want to play great basketball in this great league. It's more of uh, you know I, w- I want to build a brand. I want to be a star. Yada yada, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. The, the, 
The National Branding Association. That's what it stands for now. I just came up with that. How do you like that one? Pretty good. Um, yeah. So, so we have not. You know, all of that has has unfolded. So now more people are interested in college basketball. Maybe people are listening to our podcast. Maybe people have discovered our podcast and they're like, I want to, I want to hit the ground running when the season starts. Uh, so let's listen to Titus and Tate and and have them tell me everything I need to know about college basketball. With that being said, Tate, what what headlines that we have missed in like the last month or so? What is the one thing you want to talk about first? Uh, it's not really the one thing I want to talk about first, but I think it's a little bit of cleanup duty. Uh, we talked about this with the draft and the test of waters period, but our boy, LeGerald Vick, uh, is going back to Kansas. Uh, at one point, we thought that... Uh, that self had had moved on and you know was enjoying the young guys when he was coaching the the team USA team and was going to let LeGerald go. He flirted with the pros a little bit, but LeGerald Vick is coming back. Uh, does that make Kansas a, a, a legit contender? I mean, does that make him one of those guys to watch out for? I mean, you got Newman, you got Vick, got these young guys coming in uh, with this Kansas team. I don't know. I I, th- I think that's pretty big deal for for Kansas just in general to have him back. Yeah, uh, it's it's a big deal, I guess. Um, <laughs> the the big deal for me is just like how it all unfolded. Yeah, that's what was funny to me. It was just that that Bill Self was like, "What? You're not coming back? That's not happening." And then they found they found a way to make him come back. And by that I mean on Monday, Sam Cunliffe announced that he Cunliffe. I'm sorry. Uh, on Monday, Sam Cunliffe announces that he's transferring from Kansas. I I'm sure that none of this has anything to do with it, one another. Um, but yeah, it's it's. I mean, I mean, Kansas is going to be good anyway. It, it's Legerald Vic. Does he matter that much to this team? I don't really think he does. Like Bill Self didn't really want him back that so um and there was Kansas a little, is already I mean Yeah, there there was a little bit of sarcasm here. I mean, Legerald Vic is, you know, as as anonymous as he has to be. Uh people will remember him when he plays. They're like, oh, well, I mean, what's the sarcasm? Back. You said well, <laughs> forgive me for not picking up on the sarcasm when the guy I mean, Kansas is going to be one of the three best teams in college basketball next year. They should be. Also, LeGerald Vic was a uh, glue guy slash X Factor with uh, the Ukraine maker all year last year. So I, I think LeGerald Vic actually has game. And in a perfect world, like I wish he would have transferred somewhere and we could have watched him play. But I don't really know. I, I, that's not, that was I, never happening. So, he should have um, transferred into Nevada, honestly. He should have transferred to Nevada. That should have been the one. Speaking I, of Nevada, could, yeah. Do we uh do, do do we want to acknowledge the uh what what is it called the Shiggy Challenge? That, yeah, that Nevada did. Yeah, or no? I, do we just want to pretend like it never happened? Let's just do it quickly. Uh, they the the team, the Nevada team, Nevada team wanted to do uh I guess the, the kids called the Shiggy Challenge. It's a Drake song. In my feelings, um, unfortunately, Eric Musselman, uh, one of one of our friends of the program, favorites of the program, uh, a, a future, uh leader of men uh, in a big-time program. Eric Musselman did not understand what future it means. Future UCLA coach. Yeah, future, yeah, yeah, yeah. He did, he did not know uh, what it meant to be in your feelings. He thought it meant you would be mad. So they opened this video up where he like walks in the gym, they played the song, and he said, God, they got me in my feelings. <laughs> and, it, and it made literal no sense at all. And then the team like kind of half-heartedly danced uh, to the song all together, and then it cut back to Musselman uh, sitting down in a chair with one other person, assistant coach. Yeah, and, and he and he and you you would think at this point maybe he's picked up on what it means to be in his feelings, and yet again no. And then he just starts trying to dance, and uh, it was two minutes. We we did the Men in Black flash uh, to get rid of it in our minds, but we had to we had to note that it did happen. Uh, it was the only time I was hesitant about uh, my my Nevada love going into the season. I'll be honest. Yeah, dude. Right before I saw it. Somebody tweets at us that they that they that they bet on Nevada like two thousand to one yeah. or something. Great or, bet or, or plus two thousand. Is it plus two? Is it, is it does that mean the same thing? I don't gamble. Um, they 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 show us a a a, a ticket a, a betting ticket whatever you call it uh, that said they they put money on Nevada at plus two thousand and I I showed it to you and I was like dude this is awesome this guy's gonna win money because of us that Nevada <laughs> might win the national title like that's a that's an insane that's insane odds for Nevada yeah and then like ten minutes later. We see this video, and I was like, "Oh shit, that guy just—you might as well just wipe his ass <laughs> yeah. that money." There's no way. There's no way Nevada can win the national championship now. <laughs> uh, that's something that that um, I'm definitely going to do better at Chicago State. Is is I wish coaches, I wish just like somebody, may, maybe you and I could do this. Like if I don't get the Chicago State job, we can become consultants for for college basketball programs on how to be. I'm hesitant to I'm hesitant to say how to be cool because I know that I'm not really that cool. But I know what is uncool, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know how to be cool, but I can tell this is really, really bad, and this is not cool at all. You have a cool um, dar, and and I wish, 
Yeah, yeah. And so maybe maybe hire us, you know, Nevada. We'd be like, hey, we got this idea. We want to do the Shiggy Challenge with Eric Musselman and because, you know, we're striking while the iron's hot and everyone's talking about Pass. Nevada basketball going into this Pass. next year. Pass, And then And then I would say, let me look at it. And I'd say, no, don't do it. Here, here's my advice on how to make this better. Mm. Don't do it. Mm-hmm. Just don't do it. <laughs> don't there, do it. That there, was bad. There was no need for that. And th- this is the time. This is the time period where we are going to see – this is like the weird period where these guys are on campus now and they're just like kind of not really doing much. They're kind of just screwing around. And, and, and there's a lot of teams. Like I saw Kentucky put out some random dance uh, with their mm. guys. I mean, there, there's going to be well, a million of these, of course. This was the time last year when Grayson Allen was doing the drive-by dunking. And, mm-hmm. and Grayson Allen was like really going in on trying to be likable. And He did that's it. When I, he made, him, he made yeah, himself he likable. He, yeah, it he worked. He picked 21st. It worked. Who would have thought? It worked. Um, and it's the other thing it is time for Tate is the working out. Uh, you're starting to see some workout videos. You're starting to see, we're not going to see the, uh, before and after shots yet. That's going to come pretty much at the start of the season. Mm-hmm. Pretty when practice starts, we'll start seeing those, the, the, the shirt off pictures from the strength coaches that get like, like some strength coach with like 400 followers on Twitter. will tweet a before and after picture. And then, and then it'll get like picked up by the, the local school's blog or whatever. And then all the fan base will go nuts over it about how this, this sophomore, in the off season, just got chiseled and jacked. Yeah, and 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 everyone is like so. Everyone always forgets that like basketball. That's not always like a great thing. That doesn't mean anything. I Kevin like in love football. If you, yeah, yeah, at football, if you like sculpt your body and you stack on muscle and become like just this ball of muscle and explosion, it's like you're going to be a great player. You you just became a better football player. Congratulations. <laughs> and in basketball, it's like well, you still have to you still have to have skills. That's kind of how the sport works. Um. But I say that to say we have we have a a competing duo of uh of videos with Justin Smith from Indiana had posted a forty eight inch vertical, and then Zion Williamson also a little bit earlier than that was was posting videos on his Instagram, um, dunking from the free throw line, and we're seeing the video shot the the uh, the vertical shot to him from the Duke Instagram, all that kind of stuff. Uh, it, it's it's a fun time. You're seeing guys like hitting you anytime you see a video of the guy like hitting the the vertical thing and it's taken from the floor and sh- it, the angle is like shooting up and it looks like his tits are hitting the the rim. <laughs> yeah. Everyone just goes nuts. I I love that in July. That's one of my favorite July college basketball traditions. Yeah, that's the prime time in July. I, I mean, a 48 inch vertical. I mean, Dennis Smith Jr. did it at the combine, which was pretty insane. But that's that's like it, it's almost impossible. Dude, it, go. <laughs> I can't tell if this is if I'm just noticing it. Yeah, it's almost impossible, huh? I, I can't tell if I'm just noticing it because I'm like more plugged into the Indiana basketball thing or if this goes on everywhere or whatever. But Indiana feels especially egregious with the the strength coach posting the results of like basically the improvement that that Indiana basketball players seem to do every offseason is like it, it it's it's a little I'm not gonna say fishy because I don't think anything terrible because I don't know I, I don't want Indiana to get in trouble for this um <laughs> I'm not gonna say it's like fishy in regards to to steroids because I don't think I don't think guys are do, are doping or anything like that it's more of like no it's an Adidas I'm school. calling bullshit on the strength coach I'm calling bullshit on the strength coach like I'm, I'm thinking they set up the vertical test and he, he they, they like measured six inches wrong or something you know yeah or, that, that that sounds about right I mean to, for someone to that's jump, what I'm calling bullshit it, it's also like it reminds me of you know in football in the summertime you, you start getting these reports out of camp it's like so and so ran a four two five so and so ran a four three right. but then the next year when they're at the combine they all run four fives you know it's kind of it, yeah this it, is, it depends on who's hitting the watch and who's measuring this stuff out dude these are the this is the strength coach's time to shine this is like pretty much why they exist is these few months in the summer to to get the basketball guys in shape so they just go nuts and then the season starts and like Zion Williams is a great example the dude weighed i mean in high school you, you'd see he weighed like 275 pounds is what everyone said yeah and i guarantee i'm calling my shot right now that when duke when Duke's first game comes, they're gonna we're gonna see shots of Zion Williamson, and we're gonna hear about how he trimmed down to 250, and just like worked his ass off this summer and lost all this fat. And it's like the dude probably lost like 10 pounds, but they finagle the numbers. They make it seem like he, he lost 10 pounds of fat too, is what they're gonna say. He <laughs> lost all. It's all fat. He didn't lose any muscle. He just lost strictly fat. Worked his ass off. I don't know. Not only are we going to hear that uh, for the first game, we have uh, this is also a, a story that came out. ESPN Plus. Uh, the place where you can find Kobe's detail, uh, if you're into that show. They are doing a series on the Duke basketball program leading into the season 
uh, like a hard knocks type thing, but with the the Duke basketball program. I'm so excited for this. It's going to be, it's one of the best things I think that's happened to this program in quite some time, just as far as what we get to discuss, what we get to talk about. Um, Jay Williams gave a great story about Coach K dressing up like Carlos Boozer and and calling himself lazy. Uh, and I, I'm sure I'm, I'm sure we're gonna get plenty of those moments uh, on this show. I, I think this is, this may be the first time where you know ESPN has coach a coach in the edit bay with them, uh, with Coach K and, and John Shire and these guys editing stuff out. I mean, this is gonna be. Uh, it's going to be something to watch because the, the way they run the, run things of that program and the stuff that these guys have to do to get ready for the season, it's all going to be on camera for the first time, I believe. Um, I just hope ESPN doesn't back down and make sure that you know they get in there and get the shots. I want to see Zion lose ten pounds. Show us how he did it. We're gonna yeah. What what we're gonna get is we're gonna get John Shire playing Fortnite with the guys. Oh yeah, and then like, oh yeah. And then, and then Coach K like walks in, and it, it, there's gonna be like a scripted scene where like Coach K walks in, and he's like, "What's going on here?" And they're like, "It's Fortnite, Coach. You want to try it?" And then they they like he plays it just for for five seconds, and they take that clip and just they shoot it from like twelve different angles, mm-hmm. and they just have a video of him mm-hmm. like playing Fortnite for five seconds, and there and then and that then, becomes the and then and then he the tells thing. a story about like in the army, you know, they were actually in forts at night, you know, and they were yeah. and they were and they were trying to to battle off people, and you know, it'll it'll be a whole thing. I I, I can't wait for that. I'm very series. excited for this. Yeah. Uh, it's 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 going to be in August. It's it's a few weeks away. Uh, they're going to start doing that. It's for their Canada trip, right? They're going to Canada. Yes, yes, for R.J. And, Barrett. Uh, yes. Hmm. Interesting how that all came together. Um. Oh, speaking of Duke, dude, we we didn't even talk about. Uh, I haven't even given you a chance to get excited about Wendell Carter basically shitting all over Duke on his way out. Like we missed that whole cycle. By the way, that's like one thing we missed. Yeah, it, it missed Wendell, Wendell Carter's family saying basically like. <laughs> Fuck Marvin Bagley for reclassifying. <laughs> fuck, fuck Duke for allowing this to happen. And then, like, they'd print the stories. They'd be like, uh, Wendell Carter's mom, not happy with Coach K. And then, like, the Carter family would be like, we did not say that. Yeah, yeah. What do you, say? you You got her, You twisted our words. No, they would ask her. And they just, like, went blank. on for three weeks. Yeah. They were like, are you up? Like, she would talk about how corrupt the college system is, how they don't care about the players, how they over-recruit, how they don't pay these kids, blah, 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 yada, yada. And then they would be like, well, are you talking about your Duke experience? She was like, no, I love Duke. Everything, no. everything Coach yeah. K did for us was above and beyond. It's like, what? What? <laughs> Are you still upset at Louisville? Like, what are you talking about? What, what's going on here? Um, so, yeah, that, that's been great. Uh, Wendell Carter, though, is, you know, he, he's pretty much, he's great about not really talking about it, but kind of wink-winking at it. Uh, I, obviously, they were upset about Bagley getting over-recruited. That happens at Duke. I'm sure if you were to ask Luke Kennard or Grayson Allen or, you know, Jason Tatum, any of those guys, they probably have similar stories about playing the same position as someone else and uh, getting brought in and told they were going to start. But, you know, we're going to see that all play yeah. out this year because they have three small forwards that all want to play the same position at Duke, and it may be the same sort hmm. of deal. Hmm. Interesting. Or, or Zion's going to play them, the five. Uh, it, that's the new thing. Zion's going to play the five, and LeBron's going to play the five. Those are the two things now in basketball that we're talking about. Zion Zion and LeBron, just, both going to be five men in, in the current basketball landscape. Dude, we're, we're like 10 years away from basketball. Like the, the most, the new, the new genius idea to basketball strategy is Five like, point guards. Is, no, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be basically Bo Ryan's system. It's gonna be the <laughs> new genius. It's gonna be like the most old school shit ever. It's like, what if we had uh, a point guard who is fast and could dribble and pass? What if our center was tall and could post up on the low block? What if our shooting guard could shoot? And everyone's like, holy shit! I didn't think about it that so way. Like, this like, guy's breaking we're basketball. Ten years away from, <laughs> yeah, we're we're ten years away from just like position. Like we're already kind of at a point where positions don't matter, but it's just gonna keep getting. Just I don't know. We're we're like pushing to the fringes to where like the most obvious conventional thing possible is is going to become radical in like ten years, and and I, and and that's when I step in and I I really get into coaching and I become a genius. Yes, maybe that's my move. Is like mm-hmm. I I reinvent basketball by just folks check this out. This is called a down screen. Let's <laughs> let me show you something here. This is the back. You don't cut. always have to run ball screens. <laughs> You can pat you can pass the ball and then screen away. You don't always have to screen for the guy with the ball. It's it's incredible. It'd be great for Bob Knight. You gotta make that happen. Yeah, Bob yeah, yeah. I'll bring back the Bob Knight offense, that uh the, the motion offense. Um you, you talked about obviously we talk about Duke all the time. You were talking about recruiting and all that kind of stuff. You also mentioned LeBron. Um are you following this Bronny James situation? And by situation, I basically mean like I feel like like you and I brought this up when Gary Payton, I think it was, said that 
LeBron's kids have enrolled or are already like looking at schools to go to in Southern California. Um, and then, and, and that was kind of a sign that he was going to go to the Lakers. But then it got to a point where like, like LeBron James's his son was kind of driving everything. And, and it's, it's kind of continued since LeBron has gone to the Lakers now where you're seeing these videos of LeBron coaching his son's AAU team, whatever that entails, which is basically him just like flexing on the sidelines every yeah. time a, a, a basket scored. Um, Basically, LeBron's son has sort of become this summer. I don't want to say a star because I don't want to put too much on a kid like this. But I feel like people are talking about him, and, and they're and they're throwing out the idea of like maybe LeBron goes back to Cleveland when his son gets drafted straight out of high school. And I'm looking at it like the kid's in seventh grade, or is he going into eighth grade? I think Do we he's know going, if he's that good. Yeah, he's going into eighth grade. He really blew up right when he missed that dunk. He tried to dunk in a game, but he missed it. But everyone freaked out. Like LeBron went crazy in the crowd that he tried to dunk it. That was that was like the first moment this summer when everyone freaked out. Do you think? Do you think this is this would happen regardless? Because I mean, he's LeBron's son, and people are going to care. Like he's got LeBron's genes, so it, it makes a lot of sense for like the general public to go. That guy's probably going to be good at basketball. But uh, do you think there's like a concentrated effort by LeBron's camp, quote unquote, to to basically like? There, I, I just feel like there's this collective push of Bronny James, which, by the way, he's got to get rid of Bronny. We can't call him Bronny. Yeah. Bronny's not a good... No. Bronny's not a great name. Just go by, like, LBJJ. <laughs> That's a great... <laughs> LBJ Jr. LB, mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll mm-hmm. figure something out. But Bronny's got to go. J squared. Um, J squared. But it, but it feels like there's this push of, like, like, I don't know, the last few months has been, like, let's get Bronny into the spotlight. And um, it's working. It has my attention, but I don't know. Your yeah. thoughts, Tate? It is one of those things, too, where, I mean, we asked the, we, when we were going around Ohio State, I was asking about, you know, just the interest in Bronny James. And they were like, you know, he's a young kid. He's going to be good. We we believe he will be good. I think it's more about LeBron. No, he, they didn't. You're not, I don't think you're allowed to comment on recruits. I don't think they said anything. <laughs> Shut up. He's in middle school. Uh, but, you know, I, I think LeBron's the one that's brought it, you know, he just keeps bringing it up. You never heard like Michael Jordan being like, I can't wait to play with Jeffrey. I can't. I can't wait to play with Marcus right. when they get to the league. You know, right? Uh, it, that that's sort huh. of the thing. Uh, like Dell was never like, I can't wait for you know to play with Steph one day in the league. Maybe, maybe they did, but LeBron's been very vocal about it. So I think that's why it's become a, a big talking point. And let's be honest, when LeBron did that Nike commercial with Duke last year, where where he had like you know this kid get recruited and go all the way to Duke to the to the Cleveland Cavaliers, it seemed like it was uh, I don't know a, a blueprint for what you know he probably wants to happen with his son and. They were down in Charlotte. They oh, played. Shit, I forgot they, about that. They played in the Nationals uh, this weekend in Charlotte, and then guess what they did? His team drove up to Duke. They did a, a nice little recruiting visit with Bronny. Um, it, it makes the most sense because LeBron and Coach K are are, are oh, very no. close, obviously, and you know LeBron probably has a lot of respect for for Duke University. I mean, he was down there in Miami. There's a lot of Duke Duke influence down there. I think he he's seen a lot of Duke people in his life and probably likes what he saw. Probably liked what he saw with Kyrie. And what he got from the from the Duke experience, and obviously seeing a guy like Bagley go from Southern California to Duke, and then back to being the number two pick, I don't know. I think LeBron's no. already. I think LeBron's already made the plan that he's going to go to Duke, and I think I just cannot wait until to 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 see the reaction from the people no. because Duke is going to have a locker with LeBron James. You think Ohio State has that right no. now? Duke's going to have that locker. No. Yes, it's happening. No. Right before no. your very eyes. No. I don't like this. I don't like this it's at not all. Good. LeBron was going to go to Ohio State. Everyone knows this, Tate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everyone knows if LeBron James had to go to college, he was definitely picking Ohio State. There was no way he Le- was going anywhere else. LeBron and Kobe are the, are the kings of wherever they are, whoever they're talking in front of, yeah. when you ask them what school they were going to go to, they'll give you the right answer. So if you're, if you're, I mean, Le- if, if you're in Lexington, if, Kentucky, all I ever wanted to do was play with a coach like Coach Cal. You know, if I'm in Ohio State, yeah, right. I've always loved Ohio State football. I would have come here. If you're in North Carolina, oh, I've, I've always loved Carolina Blue. I wanted to play at Jordan School. They they have the right answer. So I I never believe any of that stuff. Dude. But but if Bronny goes to Duke, LeBron James is all Duke forever. He's gonna be David Robinson. You say that. You say that like you and I don't do the exact same thing. Where we're, <laughs> no, that's why I respect it. He's right. Anytime we get her. Anytime we go, like, yeah, you're you, you're in Purdue, you're you're standing at a half court of Mackey Arena, like, oh my god, like honestly, I love this school. I would have come here, <laughs> if I would've, you know. And we're driving around Northwestern. You're like, man, I would have totally come to Northwestern. I love Northwestern. <laughs> Welcome to college recruiting. What about a? It's all about the bag. After what if, that, uh, what? So I, I think you're right. I totally forgot about that commercial where where 
you got the kid that goes to Duke, and then he goes to I to mean, Cleveland was, to play was for that, LeBron. It, it was supposed it was supposed to be a Kyrie thing. It was probably why I forgot about. it. I was just like, oh, it's like a Kyrie career arc. But then now you're now that you're bringing it up, it's like, oh, oh, I see what's happening here. But there is one more contender we need to consider. It, that contender is the Memphis Tigers, Tate, mm-hmm. with Penny Hardaway, Mike Miller, tweeting a picture on a private jet, tagging LeBron James in it, saying something like strive for greatness or whatever LeBron's hokey slogan is. Um, how do you feel about the Penny Hardaway era of, of Memphis basketball so far? Because the people, the Memphis people are losing their goddamn minds, and rightfully so. They're the ones who organized this coup that happened with Tubby Smith. <laughs> they they basically all came together and overthrew the Tubby Smith regime and threw Penny in their place. So, of course, they're going to love the guy. But the... Penny just stunting with like private jet picks and he's got his Louis Vuitton bag just sitting right next to him, which was one of my favorite parts of the picture. Um, yeah. Do you think Memphis is actually, do, do, should we care about Memphis other than just like, this could be funny. Do you think like Memphis <laughs> actually has something here? Like they're, they're actually going to be good. Oh, we're going to care. We're definitely going to care in terms of like the memes and the, yeah, the unintentional, yeah, that's going to come out. Of this. Is it going to happen? Yes. I mean, we're we're going to care. 2019 is the year where we're going to see if uh I, I think the most interesting part to me right now is that Coach Cal, what he what he had at Memphis as far as using those resources and being able to to get the Derrick Rose, get the Chris Douglas Roberts, get those guys to go to Memphis. It's now being used against him by Penny Hardaway and Mike Miller. You know what I mean? Like they're going after the same guys for this 2019 class. Like James Wiseman, I think, is like one of the top 2019 kids. Another guy to look out for is Greg Anthony's son, Cole Anthony, uh, a guy that's floating mm. out there that a lot of people want. And, you know, Greg Anthony obviously, you know, went to the running rebels. And, you know, Cole Anthony is, you know, the, the Memphis, Memphis could be the running rebels of the next few years with Penny and Mike yeah. Miller if they. Uh, Greg if, Anthony. <laughs> Greg Anthony knows a thing or two about solicitation. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> and that's and that's what we're gonna deal with because these guys are they're they're not afraid to put it out there what they're doing. Uh and, and they're gonna fly around, they're gonna show up in a private plane. Mike Miller's gonna drop the rings on the table. He's gonna show some clips of him and LeBron like hanging out in Miami back in the day. Penny's gonna tell everybody about, you know, what it's like to be uh, you know, the number one pick and yada yada. And and these kids are all gonna fall for it. And Memphis, like we said, they've done this before. 2008, they went to a title game. I don't see why if they get, you know, three or four top guys in the 2019 class, you know, and they get, you know, one or two of those guys that come back and do it one more time. Now you're a contender. That's how easy it is in college basketball with this whole one and done thing. It's if, if you're yeah. willing to get in the game and mean and I mean really get in the game with some Louis bags, then you can really yeah. uh, make some splashes. And, and Penny's not afraid of it. We are, we've already seen that he's. He literally got Tubby out of there just so he could do this, and now he's flexing and flaunting around, flying on private jets. So this is perfect. This is great for Memphis basketball, great for the city of Memphis. Great for the podcast, too, and I think that's the hardest part for me is that um, I have come to know, I've said it on here a lot, that content is king, Tate. We always cheer for content. I got you cheering for content. you've, You've come around on that. You understand that we need content over everything else start and and that's the most important part of to, we, we have to have stuff to talk about on this podcast that's like like when the the duke espn plus thing broke I, I i told you about it your first reaction was like that's bullshit that duke gets a espn thing and then i saw in your eyes like shift wait that's great for the pod yeah this wait what for content yeah it's good um and that's kind of my feelings on on basically the entire state of memphis basketball which is like this is going to be fantastic content one way or another. Like if they suck, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be hilarious. It's going to be funny. If they're great and they just start landing five stars and they just like in the snap of a finger are one of the five best programs in college basketball, that's going to be funny for obvious reasons. Um, but I, I, the, the other part of me is like this, I, I really don't want to cheer for this because this is total bullshit. And, and I don't know all the Memphis fans who get up in arms and like, you don't understand Tubby didn't recruit Memphis. Right. And all this kind of stuff. And that's that's all fine and well, but like it, it's such a direct slap in the face of the idea of amateur sports to basically just like pull off a coup with a coach who was like <laughs> not that bad in the in sense of his results that he had. Um, I know it wasn't overwhelmingly great, but like Tubby Smith, if you're just looking at like the wins that he's accumulating and all that, and and as far as I know, he didn't do anything off the court that was particularly heinous that deserved no, being fired. No. Uh it was it was basically just like the boosters were like, we want Penny Hardaway to be our coach. <laughs> we don't care what it's gonna take. Let's get this done. And 
in amateur sports, that should not happen. And I know, obviously, college basketball is not as amateur as we like to pretend for it to be. But um, so I really, really want to cheer against this. But goddamn, I'm so I'm so excited for this. <laughs> I just want to get ESPN so, to do I'm, a I'm show a on these guys. I, I hope next year the show is the Memphis basketball program. And when Penny's like doing a recruiting pitch, they're in the room with him. And then Mike Miller, like Penny gets done. And it's basically just like, come to Memphis. We'll take care of you forever. Yada, yada. And then Mike Miller goes, let me give my two cents uh, right after Penny. And then he just comes in and does this. I, we just need that back and forth, that one-two duo of those two guys pitching a room because it's a lot different than... 100%. It's a, it's a lot different than like Coach K going to a room and talking to these guys or Frank Martin. I mean, these are these are guys that are fresh. I mean, these are just basketball dudes, basketball players that are younger. And I don't know. I think they have something else to sell to these guys that's a little bit different, uh, but also sort of the same. <laughs> <laughs> the same as usual. Sort of the same. Uh, we are 100% getting Mike Bibby. Penny's going to get Mike Bibby, who, as as I learned a couple weeks ago, is on staff for the Memphis Grizzlies. Yes. We're going to get Mike Bibby co- coaching these guys. Uh, th- that's my that's my prediction on the first recruiting violation is like Mike Bibby is walking through the mall in Memphis and he sees a guy that plays for the Memphis Tigers and he just pulls him to the side and starts posting him <laughs> up and he starts coaching him stuff. And then Memphis gets in trouble because, or maybe I guess the Grizzlies would get in trouble in that regard. I was going to say there's, there's going to be some sort of uh, yeah. crossover, some tampering with like NBA talking to the college guy. Like that's going to happen and it's going to be Mike Bibby's fault. And that, that that's, I'm calling my shot there. That's what's going to happen. I'm calling my shot that Penny so, and Mike Miller convinced Bronny James to not go to Duke. And to go to Memphis. And it's just because he loved the city. Nothing else. That's what I'm hoping for. Um, it, Yeah, just it, absolutely. He loves the city. Has nothing else to do with anything. Uh, What what else do we need to talk about? Uh, One one other thing. Louisville players uh, filing a suit against the NCAA over the vacation of the 2013 title. Um, It's, it's basically Luke Hancock um, that is suing for this. Uh, because, first of all, he wants to get the championship back for Louisville. <laughs> Uh, and all the players, he wants to get his MVP back, um, and, and that's plenty pay, according to them, to get back. Uh, Gorgie Jang's involved. Uh, Mike Mara's involved. Uh, th- there's there's a, just a group of players that are suing to get this title back. Uh, I I think that Luke Hancock, after that performance, this man should not lose an MVP. Like that's the one thing he had for life. You know what I mean? Luke Hancock did, for life. Does he, he lose just, it? Yeah, he lost it. Never happened. Mm. I mean, I, I know they, I know they took away the banner, but I guess, like in my mind, I'm thinking, no, it's not. He should still be able to get the. It's not about the banner anymore. It's about Luke Hancock's MOP. He deserves yeah. it. He yeah. earned it. Yeah, like, like I, I picture this case like going to they go to court, and then the decision is ultimately that like Luke Hancock can keep his most outstanding player, but Louisville but the, has to keep the banner down. <laughs> yeah, but the game and, never like, happened. Every, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like everyone in the courtroom is dejected and they're just like, oh, but but Luke Hancock's standing up like, fuck yeah. No, <laughs> like he's doing bonus. the threes up. He's doing the. Yeah, he's doing the, <laughs> he's doing the three goggles like, <laughs> hell yeah, bitch. I got my most outstanding players still. Um, the funniest thing, by the way, with, with the Louisville, with the Louisville suing the NCAA or, or whatever's going, however you describe what's going on there. Um you can say, we're we're at another point in in history where you can say, I want to talk about what's going on at Louisville, and we have no idea what where you're going to go with that direction yeah, because it's a million because stories. of Papa John's. There's too many stories. There's just too many stories. That's the Louisville, Louisville I know and love. I, I I love my Louisville basketball, my Louisville athletics department to be in that state where it's just like, yeah, did you hear what's going on at Louisville? And then someone says, yeah, which one? Which one do you want to talk about? <laughs> it's great. God bless it. God, God bless, bless Louisville, uh, Kentucky. The Papa John's thing is wild, by the way. Yeah, should we quickly just end on that? Uh, I mean, like, yeah, <laughs> there's not really much to say other than like what's happened, but it's just like, like that guy like was Louisville sports. Like they named the damn football stadium after Papa John's, and you, he's he's kind of like, because I, I don't want to say he's become like the biggest celebrity of Louisville, but I, I I've come to like associate him with Louisville, and just the fact that that happened all on the heels of everything else going on at Louisville is just, it's so perfect, Tate. Yeah, it is. Because at, at the time, you remember when he was like blowing up and, and he was getting his name on everything, you were like, man, this guy is something else. Like, how, I wonder how this is going to end. And here we are, 2018. It finally ended. We saw the end and you of can Papa tell, You could always tell with Papa John that there was like something going on with it. Like, oh, like, there was a fall. This is not a surprising yeah. story. There, there was a, tra- yeah. there was a tragic yeah. fall ahead. That's for sure. You you knew the fall was coming. So, oh, that's a great question. If if the 2013 title game doesn't happen, does that mean the picture of Papa John basically being having to pro, having to be propped up because he was so drunk at the title game 
at the Final Four. Did did, did that ever happen? No. It's a great it, question. It did, it did not. Did that did good. that get rescinded? <laughs> That's actually good for both parties in this sense. Oh, oh God. Man. God bless Chris Mack. I hope it was worth it. I hope the payday was worth oh, it. Oh, it'll be worth it. Chris Mack will be fine. All this stuff is getting washed away right now. Great, great for Louisville basketball. Yeah. Still, still the highest, uh, the, the most gross uh, revenue in college basketball. Louisville basketball. Who would have thought? Louisville, Louisville would be just fun. But, but we, we again, we we say this a thousand times. Like this is this is if if you've learned anything from Louisville and what's happened the last, I mean, it's it's gone back the last like twenty years about. But mm-hmm. really, these last five to ten years, it's that cheating pays. Yeah, cheat, yes. cheat your balls off, mm-hmm. be corrupt, mm-hmm. cheat like crazy. Mm-hmm. You get caught. You 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 flush everyone out. And I then you're misinterpreted like, Sorry, we won't do it the again. rules. I misinterpreted the we, rules. So I guess what I, Louisville's still like a massive like everyone involved with building the Louisville program, the Louisville athletic program up to this point, including Papa John himself, have all been shamed and kicked to the curb. But Louisville as an institution is is alive and kicking, and they're going to be they're better for it. Yeah, it's, I love it. It's College bigger. Sports. It's bigger than the man. It's the brand. <laughs> Louisville basketball. Um, anything else before we go? I think we're good. I mean, I, I'm excited to to get back and talk about normal college basketball topics. Uh, it was a lot of fun yeah. being out on the road. I think I think we enjoy being out on the road and just seeing all these campuses and talking to people. I think there's more to come on that front. I'm worn out, dude. Yeah, I'm worn out. My brain is melted. So to- if you listen to this podcast, you're like, wow, this was this was a letdown. Uh, just know that I I can barely think right now. So. I apologize to the listeners, but I had a great time. We had so many people come up and and say nice things to you about the podcast. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, take take out shook. We were we were in Wrigleyville and uh, we're getting out of a cab and together it was both of us getting out of the same cab and a guy walking by was like Titus. I was like I turn and look and he goes, Yeah, it is Titus. I knew it. He goes. I love your podcast, man. I listen all the time. And I was like, and I just kind of looked at Tate and I was like, is, is he going to recognize you? And no. The answer no. Is no. Nobody knows what you look like. It's all Again, right. it's because, it's because your voice doesn't match your face. You got, you got a, a messed up combination there. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it works. It's just me and Chris Vernon. I didn't mean for that to sound that bad. World. Uh, yeah, you, yeah you, you and Chris Vernon are, uh, yeah. I, I didn't mean for that to sound as bad as it did. Uh, a mismatched voice with the face. Um, yeah, but we're back now. We're back into the regular thick of things. Um, please, if you're if you're listening to this and you're a college basketball coach or a player or something like that, please give us content. It's July. It's the dog days. Let us know. Um, we we need dirty laundry excited. back. Also, Titus, that that'll come back. Dirty laundry. Oh yeah, yeah. We'll bring that back. Yeah. Do Do you want to put out the bat signal for it now? Yeah. We'll, maybe we'll do it next week. We'll officially do it next. We got the DMs open. People can send it to us now if you want. But uh, we'll we'll start doing dirty laundry. That's a great. That's, that's, Look at you. You're like it sounds like you're a podcast producer or something. Yeah, something like that. Um all right, we will be that back next week. Um in the meantime, I just want to give a shout out to Will Trap, Columbus Crew, uh Saturday night Tate, just an absolute fucking rocket for the game winner against Orlando. Um the crew are doing things. I don't talk about the crew much anymore, but I see you, Will Trap. Congratulations. Save the crew.